0: The white folks involved are all still alive. And all the black folks involved are all still alive. No one lost their life during this brawl. No one, None of the police that came on scene took out guns and shot anybody. This was dispersed. This was uh, handled swiftly. And in my opinion, it was handled well by the police. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary and Deaf Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Deaf Free podcast. This is the midweek podcast. The quick cast. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for clicking the listen button. Thank you for sharing this. I'm trusting and believing you're sharing this with your people, sharing this with your friends. Uh, we got to have a conversation. we got to have a conversation. I had to do the quick cast early this week because I had to talk about. Something that is not only sweeping black Twitter, but sweeping news took over the news this weekend. Yes, we're talking the Montgomery, Alabama brawl, and it's really has a significance for Shire and I because we own three rental properties in Montgomery, Alabama. Now we live in California and we Invest in real estate out of state. In our first two properties we invested in Charlotte, not Charlotte, Forgive me, Greensboro, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. And our th- third, fourth, and fifth property we got in Montgomery, Alabama. Now, I'm sure you've heard about the brawl in Alabama. I'm sure you've seen the videos. I'm sure you've seen the funny subsequent sequential memes about the brawl. If you didn't, there was a family, a white family. Turns out they were not from Montgomery, but now we know they were from Selma. Selma is the city where Martin Luther King uh, and folks did the historic March two. now they marched from Montgomery state capital of Alabama to Selma. So it's about an hour drive away. And so these folks came from Selma on a boat, a white family. They actually own a supermarket to kind of find out in Selma. We're not going to talk. We're not going to give them no shine. You do your research to find out what the name of that story is or whatever. They came for a vacation. Now, they docked a boat on the river walk or riverfront dock of Montgomery. Now, we're going to talk about the significance of this, but it's a really nice area. In Montgomery. Now, in current state, it's a really nice area. Nice uh, views of the Alabama River. Me and Shira actually walked up and down that pier, that dock area when we visited the first uh, when we bought our first property there. It's really nice. Really nice in the day. Really beautiful at night. Um, you know, you got, you got the river walk sign lit up or riverfront sign lit up. It's, re- it's really a vibe. And I'm going to tell you the significance of that, of all this later. But they took a little Saturday trip with their boat they had been drinking of course you know that's what some people do on the river right they docked the boat in an area where a larger sip and i guess they call it sip and it's like a a booze cruise was was coming to dock and they were in the way so one of the uh, deck hands or security for the booze cruise which is a city thing right was trying to simply get these people to move. You got to move. We got to get this boat here. We got to get this boat here. Long story short, there's a confrontation and blows were thrown. Now the first punch was thrown by a member of the white family that refused to move their boat. See the significance of this. You've seen the videos, the booze cruise finally gets to dock. And let's just say, the brothers on the boat saw the gentleman, the black gentleman, be assaulted. Because not only did he, did he get hit once, get hit first, but they then they then the entire family began to jump this man. They began to beat him and jump him. And when the boat docked, other members of the crew got off the boat and they whipped them folks behinds so, with e- epic <laughs> proportion. Uh-oh. Richard. And let's take race out of it. Let's take race out of it because I'm a black man and I don't want to be biased. Let's take race out of it. If you were to insert any other races in this story, I'm rooting for the get back. <laughs> Period. Man. Period. Point blank. I'm a fan of the get back. I'm a fan of karma. You. You not only put your hands on an innocent man, but then you begin to take advantage and jump him. And then his crew comes and defends his honor and literally whoops, beats the brakes off you. I'm for that in any story, in any movie, in any after school special, I'm rooting for the get back. Now it's just so happens that this was a white on black get back. And you know, black African Americans I, I will have to say are some of the most forgiving people on the planet. We know what we've we've been through. We don't have to go through chapter and verse of all that we've been through in this country, being stripped from our homeland, being brought here as slaves. Jim Crow. Uh, reconstruction first, then Jim Crow redlining, and then we still battle with systemic issues to this day. We know our plight here. Right. And throughout all of that, we are extremely forgiving. We are very seldom the aggressor to other races. Now, we could have another conversation about how we deal with each other. That's another story but we are rarely aggressors we are we rarely uh you know are like seek revenge you, 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 you could just see you could just chronicle that throughout history we we we've had opportunities to get revenge a lot of times we 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 forgive the gentleman that the white gentleman that came in to the uh church and shot up the church while the 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 congregation the black congregants for just simply having bible study when he was arraigned what did they do they forgave him that's what we do black folks we're heavy in the church and in church what is it what is the thing that's preached the most forgiveness turn the other cheek and so we we're cloaked in that and we rarely go for the get back But in this case, the get back was necessary. It was swift. And it was brutal. And I'm going to I'm just going to say sit sit here before you and say I enjoyed every piece of it. I enjoyed every piece of it. Now, let me tell you why we're going to get into some historic stuff that I think is very important and get into. My uh, thoughts on Montgomery as a whole. But this is what I what I actually liked about this this entire thing. If we could take away something positive from this whole thing. Nobody took out a gun. Nobody shot nobody. Nobody killed anybody. The white folks involved are all still alive. And all the black folks involved are all still alive. No one lost their life during this brawl. No one, none of the police that came on scene took out guns and shot anybody. This was dispersed. This was uh, handled swiftly. And in my opinion, it was handled well by the police. The mayor of Montgomery is a black man. The first black mayor of uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Put out a statement. I think he handled it well. I think this was handled well. So when you when you hear things about is there. A race war going on or is there some, you know, can this have some residual? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this was a one off incident. Let's 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 highlight again. This family was from another town. This family was not from Montgomery, which has a. A. Extreme history I'm going to get to some of it But I don't think this is something that Montgomery is going to It's not like a residual thing that's going to Be a problem for Montgomery In my opinion I have friends that live there I haven't spoken to them But just in my Short time being there I don't feel like this will be something that's going to be ongoing I feel like this was just a reaction it was a moment and I'm happy that no one was killed or severely injured on either side of this one. But once again, I'm here for the get back. Now, the significance of that area, right? That street. So you got the riverfront and when you come off the dot, you come up a ramp, uh, it's beautiful. They have a baseball stadium that uh, along this river. They have uh, like a railroad. It's just this whole area is coming when you come off the river. You're getting to like their midtown downtown area. They're rebuilding uh, hotels there. They're rebuilding buildings. It it just they're re- it's like they're Broadway, right? Great restaurants, great hotels. And me and Shira, when we went to visit, we stopped at hotels there and restaurants and walked that. just wanted to just soak it all up like we look, we come from California, extremely diverse, uh, unless you're talking about a lot of cities up north and, you know, some Southern California cities. We don't experience a lot of racism in Northern California, right, in the Bay Area and, the valley is super diverse. Not a lot of racism. So we we went we literally wanted to be baptized, drenched even in the culture of Montgomery. You know, the civil rights, the the birthplace of the civil rights movement. We wanted to know everything. We wanted to be just submerged in it. And so we were walking all these historic areas. And, you know, we found ourselves like, yo, this is a night. This city is night." like. It's 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 like wow this has this city has grown tremendously and it's like kind of a mini destination spot i mean it's an hour uh and about no not an hour probably about two hours outside of atlanta so it's like yo you just a drive away from atlanta you kind of get you kind of get atlanta vibes in certain parts of montgomery like you know what i mean and so we, we enjoying the nightlife, right? We taking pictures in front of the riverfront sign and everything on night one. We enjoying ourselves like, yo, this is a vibe. People out, you know what I mean? It's black folks out, white folks out. And it's like a synergy between the two that I didn't expect. Like it's it's, it's all love between the two. And I often say this, y'all. They like to lump black people in with black and brown, right? They do that a lot. Black and brown. I think they do that because we're the two most heavily incarcerated groups. But when you really think about it, African-Americans in the United States of America have much less in common with. Our Brown brothers and sisters. Culturally, right? Many of them have their own culture where they're coming from. Latin America, they, uh, maybe speak some English, but they maybe speak, you know, some are predominantly Spanish speaking homes and, you know, they, they have more of an immigrant, uh, first generation kind of culture. Even when you, when you take, uh, let's keep going Brown since we're in Brown, uh, let's go, uh, our brothers from India or from the middle East, They are coming with a first generation culture or they're coming more with their culture intact than African-Americans, right? So we don't, while we're very cordial, we don't have a lot in common with our brown brothers and sisters. But you know who we have the most in common with? You know who's been on American soil together the longest? Blacks and whites, Think about that. We actually have the most in common. We've been on American soil. The two groups that have been here the longest besides Native Americans. We don't want to forget the true uh, people of this country, the Native Americans. We're excluding them just for this conversation. Besides them, the only two groups, other two groups that have been on American soil the longest in mass are white folks and black folks. We have the most in common. And so walking through Montgomery, it, I was taken aback at how great these, that, that these two groups got along. It was almost like, and this is what I loved about it. I'm going to get into this now. The history was rich there. They leaned in to the history they leaned into the history. It wasn't like something, it wasn't no we uh, critical race theory. We can't talk about this. We don't want to bring this up. Our, our, our kids knew, didn't do anything, didn't know anything about slavery. Why are you teaching this to our kids? No, no, no. The vibe I got from Montgomery is they all knew the history and they leaned into it and that created, that created the atmosphere for forgiveness and growth, and you could feel it. It was tangible that everyone in this city knew the history, accepted the history, and were moving forward together. And that's what I really like. That's what really drew me to the city. I'm going to be honest with you. If I were to live in another state, I would love to live in a, a, a city like Montgomery. Me personally, I love the historic the HBCU they have, Alabama State University. I think it's a really dope school. Um, I love the area. I love their downtown area. I love their affluent area. I love the vibe there. It's me personally. I love how close they are to Atlanta. If I need to, you know, what I mean, whoop! I need to go see a bigger city. Boom anyway back to our our time there so that was day one day two we leaned into the we wanted to lean into the history we went to their series of legacy museums now if you're not familiar with montgomery's legacy museums there is an episode where uh, oprah winfrey Visited the Legacy Museums. Now, these museums were created by the gentleman, the lawyer, Brian Stevenson, who who I actually saw walking the riverfront the last time I was in Montgomery. He was walking, just kind of taking a tour of things, seeing how. Now, he has these wonderful buildings. I think it's three or four Legacy Museums throughout Montgomery. And we went to each and every one of them. Dope restaurant too. Uh Panty George. Dope restaurant. But he built these museums to really like take you through. The history. And wow. Wow. They have, you know, signs all through downtown that show you what took place in this area. There's an there's a coming out of the riverfront and I'm I'm getting. I'm getting my, my story together because it's so much. But coming out of the riverfront, going on the main street is where the riverfront is where they would take slaves and dock their boats and take slaves and walk them through the city to a area in Midtown where they would have a live slave auction. Just just probably a block away from where this fight took place. And they have signs there chronicling the history that you can read. And and just the goosebumps that we felt knowing like, dang, yesterday we was chilling in this area because it's a really cool happening part of the city now. But this is the same area where slaves were trotted through like cattle and then sold on an auction block. And we like you're standing right there and you start to get your hair stands up on the back of your neck you get chills you 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 your eyes begin to well you know what i mean with with tears because it's the history and you know i just think it's really interesting how that this brawl took place in in an area where hundreds of years before Blacks dare not Defend themselves They dare not buck against the system Right They dare not uh, Come to the aid of, of, of One of their brothers being whooped on Right But fast forward to 2023 And folks are saying We've had enough We've had enough Enough is enough So long story short Or long story longer Brian Stevenson built these wonderful museums and there was an episode of uh, I think Oprah did a tour of one of the museums where it's an outside museum and they have they have tombs hanging. They're like copper tombs hanging from the build from the sky and you're able to walk through all these. There's there's thousands of them and they all have names on them and you're like, what are these names? They all have counties. In the South, you know, you got Guilford County and, and and this county and that county. And you're like, OK, so what is going on? And as you begin to walk around, you going to realize that each name on each one of these thousands of tombs, this one tomb may have a 100 names on it. They represent all the people that were lynched. And what county they were lynched in during reconstruction and Jim Crow. And it just hits you like, yo, this is crazy. This is crazy. They had so many that they had to even just start laying tombs out uh, outside of the museum because it just wasn't enough room. And this is a, we, we, these are huge, state of the art, beautifully architected museums. There's one that really talks about the mass incarceration. And the building where this museum is held, it, you're reading it and they're saying right where you stand is where uh slaves were stored. They 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 didn't have enough room for the slaves, so they would just store them in this area that you're reading this 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 at. And it's just like, yo, you just it's it's just very powerful, man. That, that that's all I'll say and to know that this took place there that's the history there to see the synergy between the two groups because in these museums you got white people in there too now it's not just black people in these museums you have just as many white folks in the museums soaking up the history bringing their kids and i was shocked to see that and i'm gonna be honest with y'all i'm pleasantly not pleasantly surprised but I was a bit relieved to know that this family was from a different city. This white family that did this. Because you would hate to think that like. We've come so far. In this in Montgomery. To have something like this happen between its residents. But. Turns out. The family was not from Montgomery. So. That's kind of my take, man, on the whole brawl incident where our houses are still there. You know, what I mean, I love the city of Montgomery. I'm like super proud, man, because like. We, we were there for the get back. We were there for the get back. We were there for the get back. And I don't have a problem with that. And once again, I'll say it again. You could put any race involved. You get or you reap what you sow. You reap mess, you'll get mess in return. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this story. And sometimes we think reap what you sow is so far I'm I'm going to sow what I reap so many years from now, I ain't worried about it. But sometime the reap will get you right then. Message. So remember that y'all keep your hands to yourself and have a blessed day. Message. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the quick cast. If you did leave us a five-star review and we're going to holler at y'all on the next one. Peace.